man, I was trying to get to the, my favorite part. Yeah, I, I was trying to get to my favorite part, but I, I didn't realize this, man. It's, dude, it's so like long. a ten minutes. It's the most like insanely epic song of all time, dude. Are you kidding me? Oh, it's so good. I'm sorry for everybody cutting it off there. It's uh, so it's tragic. Good. You know, I blame the uh, hosting site. They they give us a little time limit here. I know, We're and I realized how far we, we went be. over on that first one. Man, what a good tune, though. Ah, but uh, I got to. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I've listened to it a million times. I've even read the lyrics a dozen times. I still don't quite get the, what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but man, when he hits, uh, I mean, such a great song. I always thought this is quite the song to write about a, a sweater. You know, like it must have been the most comfortable sweater of his entire life. <laughs> that sweater, when he when it touched his skin. Robert Plant just could not contain himself, <laughs> and <laughs> Cashmere was born. You gotta think, at this time, at this time, <laughs> the best women were getting four-minute songs. This guy did an eight-minute song about a sweater. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, man. Cashmere. That song cracks me up because, um, <coughs> dude, it's it's like, one of those, uh, you've heard it so many times, you almost don't want to hear it, and then you haven't heard it for so long because you avoided it, and then you hear it again, you're like, wow, that is just a masterpiece, man. So good, right? Yeah. It was such a masterpiece, Jimmy Page would bring out the bow and play his guitar like it was a cello. Oh, no shit. I believe that was, I think it was the cashmere, he would uh, bust out the bow. Which, uh, by the way, I don't think it really. I think it was more for show. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's up there with uh, what's his name talking through the guitar. Do you feel me? Like I feel you. What's that guy? <laughs> Peter Frampton. <laughs> Peter, yeah. For the gimmick. Um, but Cashmere, such an epic rocker, and you threw it on, and I, I oh, immediately so... thought of one thing and one thing only, and it was the Godzilla movie from. Oh, <laughs> The only real Godzilla movie, yes. 1998 Godzilla. Uh, Matthew Broderick. What's his name? Matthew Broderick. That's right. Yes. That's all I could think about. And With the, the backwards fedora. Or not a fedora. What <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> a bucket hat? You know, I don't know. No, no, no. You know that hat that, like, the Guidos always wear? The, the fucking... Oh, it's a fedora, right? Or no, it's not. No. I don't know what it is. Fedora's so. got the brim. I know what you. Yes, no. It, it's actually it's a French kind of beret. Not a. Is it a beret? No. Yeah, it's a. It's not a raspberry beret. Uh, Dude, to my, I to my Prince wore fans a beret. Out there. Trust me, I know berets. Okay, well maybe it's not a beret, but either way, I. I See that man in the red beret? You know what I mean? Trumpets how he earns his pay. So I know. Uh, <laughs> Not too sure about that one, but I'm just gonna say I'm gonna throw it out there that Airborne. The, they had the French fellas. Remember, uh, Jean uh, Reno was uh, in this movie. He's he's a famous French actor. I'm a fan of his. He was in all sorts of uh, action flicks back in that in that day. Uh, yeah. I think it's Jean Reno. This Jean. I think I know who you're talking about. He was just that guy who always came in and was like the foreigner. He's savior, in the movie. He's in the movie Ronin with Robert De Niro, which is one yes. of the most. It's yes. maybe top three chase car chase movies. Uh, check out Ronin if you get the chance. But uh, yeah, dude, Godzilla. 
uh, Matthew Broderick, uh, such an outrageous flick. And my favorite part, and what I immediately thought of, was the soundtrack. And it had P. Diddy doing the yeah. remake of Cashmere. P. Yeah. Diddy. What happened? Dude, to, you remember that? Was like the time, dude. I, I like literally. If you flip through my uh, album book, oh yeah, you know, you know my like book of CDs. <laughs> That's right. Man. Back in the nineties, <laughs> yeah, two thousand. Dude, you literally, I had soundtracks, man. Godzilla yes. soundtrack, Armageddon was, soundtrack. You're psycho, bro. I was just thinking the Armageddon, because that's, uh, last 20 years, was that the biggest hit from Aerosmith? Oh, yeah, oh, by far, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't want to close my eyes. I think of the, oh, the 2000s, they, you know, that's when they all hit their 80s and decided to start having kids. <laughs> this was a dude, the '90s, late '90s, early 2000s, funny era. You had the movie soundtrack, music video. Actors would be in the music video, uh, or even music video would be after movie, like Will Smith after M- Men in Black. You oh, know, yeah, dude, he did the music. There Remember, was such a uh, synergy. Wild with Wild West, the, yeah, Wild Wild West, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Will Smith, dude, he needs to. Uh, his comeback needs to include a Will Smith music video. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking that he should go back as a rapper. Be like, oh, the slap? That was Will Smith the actor. No, you. he needs to cut. What? Slap back. Or, uh, you know, <laughs> slapstick. Yeah. This is my slap track. Slap track. <laughs> and then he could rap about how, you see, like, it was the acting that fucked him up. Because he, he even said something about how, like, you know, he was in a... He was... He was still kind of in character when he slapped. Yeah, uh, he Chris blamed. Rock. He blamed. Um, essentially, his slapping of Chris Rock was blamed on becoming the character of the father of Venus and Serena Williams. Yeah, Venus and Serena Williams' father was so shitty it caused <laughs> Will Smith to slap Chris Rock thirty years after he abandoned them. <laughs> Yeah, did, <laughs> I love it. How did That's, you not get sued for that? I, I, I can't put my finger on what's wrong with the black community. <laughs> yeah, take some fucking accountability for your actions, you fucking goddamn. I love that so much. Yeah, no, it wasn't me who slapped him, man. I was in character because of their father. Yeah, yeah no, 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 it was my hand physically, but mentally. <laughs> I was, I was Mr. It was Williams. their shitty father. <laughs> That's why everybody look out for whoever plays Michael Jackson's dad in the next biopic. <laughs> All right? Just stay away from this guy and don't make fun of his wife. Uh, uh, J- Jamar Major's next woman's not going to make it. <laughs> J- Jamar Major's, dude, he kind of looks like uh, the dad. Huh? Hey, Jamar, uh, we know you're in some legal trouble. <laughs> uh, you got me saying Jamar. Damn it. <laughs> it's Jonathan. It's Jonathan. <laughs> I know it's Jonathan, but you're Jamar until you quit beating women, you fucking... All right, there you go. He's beating women, and he's going to jail, so we'll, we'll continue. Mr. Majors, uh, so Mr. Majors, you know, we're going to let this blow over, but when you come back, we got a perfect role for you. You're going to be uh, Mr. Jackson in the Jackson, <laughs> the Jackson 5 biopic. After that, you'll play OJ. <laughs> no, you're not it's being. Gonna, it's gonna be a great decade for yes. you, Majors. Don't worry, Mr. Majors. You're not being typecast as some <laughs> some guy who beats women. Get out of here. That's crazy. Talk. If, you're, if you're sick of doing that, we got one. Do- we got a documentary we're working on. Michael Vick. <laughs> How do you feel about dogs? And yes, two episodes in a row, I brought up Michael Vick. I miss the guy. 
Oh, executive producer, Tony Fauci, actually, believe it or not. <laughs> he's, he's really into anything with torturing dogs. It's crazy. <laughs> you know how, like, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg kind of reamped their careers by coming together? Yeah, dude. M- Michael Vick and Tony Fauci should come together and do a podcast. <laughs> the Dog Hour? <laughs> no, the Dog House. Come on, dog- <laughs> In the doghouse. <laughs> it's great. It's an hour. It's one hour every week. You get to learn about how to torture puppies, or or if they live through the torture, make them fighting dogs. They fight each other to the death. Yeah, it's great. Either way, they always die. <laughs> Fauci and Vic. Wow, what a... That's a combo, man. I uh, didn't see that one coming. I'll be totally honest. Uh, the Fick is in. The... <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, that's good branding right there. And uh, when it comes to branding, that's something we know here on the Dude Man Podcast. And... Uh, Hey guys, listen, this is better than anything the writers are putting out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's still going on. The writer strike's still happening, still man. Out. It's pretty unbelievable. I love, rem- right? I love reminding people because it's it's nobody cares. I bring it up every nobody night. Know- every single nobody night. Nobody knows. <laughs> Emma's on to a new show, actually. It's funny you bring it up. Uh <laughs> it's it's full on. So she was going through the Argentinian, Korean, you know, South American, European shows that did the overdubbing where it you had to kind of really pay attention and then you're like, oh, wow, they got me. You know what I mean? Like the, that that was really good. She's on to now the Korean flicks or series, you know, where they're like not even trying. And uh, it's <laughs> yeah. it, and but the overdubbing is they're not even trying to use correct English anymore. You know, and so it's very bizarre dialogue going on between the characters. And I, uh, I kept looking up. <laughs> I was doing stuff for the show, and I was uh, watching this, this this program, and I uh, kept looking up and smiling and not saying anything and checking out for a minute. And then she would look over at me and be like, "Don't say anything." <laughs> I know. And I would, I would just be like, oh, the writer's strike. I know the writer's strike. <laughs> I know it's tough out there. Man. I mean, not even syncing the lips. Totally off-colored sounding voice. You know, it's very funny, dude. We're, we're in very funny times. It's going to get worse, people, so prepare yourselves. Or don't, because the programming out there was crap anyways, and we'd be better off as a society if just everyone de- like unsubscribed from all these bullshit uh platforms yes. and just yes. stopped paying them money and then just stop watching TV who cares man let's go read some books and hang out outside and hang out with the neighbors and go uh, see family and you know just no more man how about no more streaming how about no more binge watching binge watching should be a thing from the past that we look down upon yeah it's really awful and you're not even watching it after a couple hours sitting on your ass doing nothing <clears throat> And that's uh, that's the bottom. I don't line. know. That's you know what it is too is like uh, 
like with the whole writer structure, I don't know. I was thinking about it with uh, like plays, right? I, I'm I'm an idiot. I'm not one <laughs> of these like snobby people. So like I I honestly have never been to a play and just walked away like, oh, that was like the worst. You know, I don't really criticize the acting. All right. My point is, is like for most people. Even if you go watch like a local play at like your local theater, like you're gonna like forget that you're you know, you're just gonna kinda like you're gonna get lost in the story. Oh yeah. Right? And yeah, it's man. gonna be entertaining. That's right. And you're gonna you're not gonna walk away and be like, oh, that was an amateur show. You know? <laughs> like, no, you're just gonna walk away entertained and it's gonna be fine, it's gonna be fun. And my point is, is like you don't really need the Netflix, you know, billion the the Amazon billion dollar series. Does that make sense? I don't know what I'm trying it to say. It absolutely here. does because we have real life dramas playing out right in front of our eyes. We don't need the writers to put them together or maybe they're the real writers are behind the scenes in the political scene and in legacy legacy media. I only say that because Mike, maybe you're right. Maybe it does come down to writers and you have good actors. Remember the Jan 6 committee series that we had for two seasons? <laughs> yeah. Good actors. Script was a little, you know, lacking. Uh, didn't have as oh, much The dialogue was as, off. As, you know, yeah. But, but they, they brought in the heavyweights. Plus, you uh, never came around to really answer the Ray Epps. That was the real... We never got the Ray Epps cliffhanger uh, answer, I which never, is a bummer. Very yeah. lost of them. <laughs> uh, but... You know, when it comes to the writing of the, you know, the story of Jan 6th, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Keeps on giving. Can I stop right the there? Can, oh, you, say I did, about can you stay? <laughs> I gotta say something about Jan 6th. <laughs> that was the fastest, just, fastest clip in the history of the show, folks. One, I just heard. One second. <laughs> one second. I broke my record. I broke my record on that one. <laughs> Breaking records today, people. I just found out that they just now arrested another person from January 6th, and they're just now starting the process. Dude, the horn guy is already out of prison. I know. I don't know what you're talking about. He was arrested. He went to prison. He did his time. He's out. And you people, you're still arresting people? I don't know how that's possible. It's the... (laughs) I'm serious. Yeah, that's right. So it's, I, I'm saying that's. I don't know how it's possible because it's been proven now that uh, we've had multiple informants who were leading organizations uh, yes. at this or uh, at this thing. They are. They have chosen. Uh, they are not releasing footage from within the Capitol building because it would expose how many undercover agents were there. This whole thing was not only orchestrated by the alphabet agencies, they were literally the people in the building. Like, Dude, with the during, exception during, of the people arrested. It's on record. During one of the Oath, Oath Keepers uh, trials? Yes. They admitted that there, there was... I think they said there was nine. And the guy goes, nine undercover uh, UCs or whatever? And the, the 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 guy test, testifying goes, no, there were nine agencies that had undercover agents. Wow. <laughs> Fuck. 
folks. I'm. We are right on the money. They all turned like, around. Not and said, nine. Isn't that idiots. insane? These idiots. This is our taxpayer money, by the way. When we're sending a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine to wage World War Three, and over here we are uh, sending nine different federal agencies, nine different alphabet groups uh. are all in the Capitol building with a handful of numbskulls with the face yes. paint on their heads and the the it's horn the Gretchen Whitmer thing, dude. So retarded, man. It, it shame on horned guy and the other buffoons for never once thinking like, I wonder if these guys are feds. No, dude, the morons. Horn guy, these guys are morons. You got the, the horn guy went to jail, saw a psychiatrist, got got fucking treated for bipolar and like schizophrenia or some yes. shit. And then the minute he started taking lithium and some other pills, he like realized he was an idiot. It's like, dude, dude they, the, they were literally like they took advantage. What do you mean? What is the history of the three-letter agencies in this country? They identify a person who's mentally unstable, someone who has yeah. psychological health issues, and they exploit those exploit. problems. They drug them up, and then all of a sudden, you get a Uvalde. Right, yes. and you're like, how did yes. how did this insane person suddenly purchase ten thousand dollars worth of guns and ammunition, and then just yeah, be oh, like, you had a fourteen thousand know? dollars scope, <laughs> like, and which, by the way, we are on the anniversary of Uvalde. They made a big fucking deal about it, but nobody seems to want to talk about how fucking bizarre the entire thing was. Nobody ever wants to discuss how this mentally deranged person was just able to get credit. To purchase all that stuff and get all yeah. that ammunition right away. No, a, a, a broke, a broke kid living with their broke parents in some broke town in a fucking trailer somehow managed to accumulate twenty thousand dollars worth of of weapons, ammunition, and body armor, and go. It's like what? Totally normal. It happens all the time. Anyone's capable of doing it. Apparently, maybe if you guys stopped entrapping these people and just located these people and, and helped them. <laughs> Gave him the treatment before no, you arrested him. Can't do that, him. man. Maybe we could cut down on these fucking shootings because every single one of these school shootings, all these other things, all of them have been at at the very least have been in chat rooms with undercover agents. You know, the uh, it was one of the former leaders of the CIA said many years ago, "We'll know, you know, the job is done when everything the American public believes is false." Uh, or untrue, and uh, we are in this bizarre world now where <clears throat> we have people who defend these three-letter agencies who, from day one, were there to mess with our society. And what do we expect? You have people like Elon Musk going on Twitter and other high-rank, you know, high-society people saying, oh, we got to dissolve the uh, CIA and the NSA and the FBI. Did you see Jack Dorsey tweeted uh, two days ago uh, that, you know, that we have to end bol- all the, uh, slice them up into a million pieces or whatever, uh, all the three-letter agencies. Uh, all of a sudden now it's hip to be against them. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. It- I-, I don't know if I necessarily disagree. I-, I think they have become too powerful. Oh, I think we Not need to, but to... are we even at a point where that can happen? Or is our country... Here's my thing. As a tinfoil hat, conspiracy, nut job theorist, 
It has been my belief that since the CIA orchestrated the assassination of John F. Kennedy, uh, we have been under the control un- under this of the CIA and the other three. And there's been a battle between three letter organizations on who runs the you know the office on the, the White House. And I, it's been pretty obvious that the country has been not it's not being run by the people's interests. Right. And it hasn't well, been for a yeah, long time. Yeah. For a long time. So at some point, maybe 50, 60 years ago, seems like there was a bit of a coup d'etat. And in fact, what's funny about that is, <clears throat> check out the current co-runner or the guy who's challenging Joe Biden, RFK Jr. He's out there openly saying, yeah, the CIA, they killed my dad and my uncle. And by the way, they're running the show and they're corrupt. All right, I so. heard he. I heard. I heard he's a little depressed. I wouldn't be surprised if he suicided himself. <laughs> That's right. That only happens when you say something about the Clintons, man. Oh, well, I heard the Clinton guy. You know, he's been a little, been a little bored lately. <laughs> man the oath keepers dude i think this is a crazy story i really do i i have a lot in this i I, i'm uh, i think there's so much more into the this oath keepers uh sentencing than people are understanding keepers again we are uh that's three seconds folks (laughs) it's amazing how much left-wing media has talked about the oath keepers and the trial against the oath keepers without ever actually talking about what's important in this trial. And And not only that, I don't care about the Oath Keepers. I care about what implications this has for everybody else. I think it's very important to listen to the language being used and how there's now a precedent. And the language and the precedent can be used against the rest of us now going forward. This is a very scary story. We are in... uh, So scary, I can't even get through it. This is the stuff we were warned about. Uh, we'll never finish the clip. In fact, we may never even start it. Sentenced to 18 years in prison for his role in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Rhodes was found guilty of seditious conspiracy last November. This is now the longest sentence to be handed down to a January 6th defendant thus far. NBC News justice reporter Ryan Riley joins us now from outside the courthouse. Ryan, it was a long sentencing hearing. What more can you tell us about how it all went down? That's right, including a a lengthy uh, statement from Stuart Rhodes himself, who tried to make himself out as some sort of political prisoner, um, got in there that he hopes that Trump wins in 2024, which is, of course, something that a lot of January 6th defendants are hoping because uh, Trump has commented that he may pardon uh, some, if not all of them, uh, during some of his recent campaign uh, appearances. But the judge said, rejected all of that and said that Stuart Rhodes is is not a political prisoner. He's here because of his actions that day and pointed to a lot of Rhodes' rhetoric um, going back for more than a decade until the, uh, back to the early Obama era and when he first what? started the Oath Keepers talking about uh, violent action against uh, the government um, and trying on January 6th to impose uh, his will uh, upon uh, the country, even though his preferred candidate lost, Kate. And Ryan, I wonder, does Rhodes' sentence suggest anything about what could be in store for other January 6th defendants? 
I think it does, especially in uh, Enrique Tario will be the interesting one that we have. Enrique Tario, he's the Hispanic white supremacist. I hope everyone remembers that. Also convicted of seditious conspiracy. Um, he was the head of the Proud Boys. But this is the longest sentence that we've seen to date. It was a bit short of what federal prosecutors wanted. They had hoped for 25 years in federal prison. But, you know, 18 years in prison is, is, is something to write home about. It's a significant sentence and the longest that we've seen uh, thus far in terms yeah, significant is, is a an understatement. Um, is I'm, something to write home so about? So I, I want to uh, include this with this story because they, in the Associated Press, all right, uh, they have this part in the middle of their article about it. Before announcing Rhodes' sentence, U.S. District Judge uh, Amit Meta, I'm probably uh, racistly mispronouncing it, uh, described a defiant rose as a continued threat to the United States and democracy. The judge expressed fear that what happened on Jan 6th could be repeated, saying Americans will, quote, now hold our collective breaths every time an election is approaching. This is this is what scares That's me. So, okay, I, so I, he's I, not a political I, prisoner because it sounds like you just got sentenced by. Are a you Democrat. right? This is what scares me. This is the line that scares me the most. "Quote: You are smart, you are charismatic, and compelling, and frankly, that's what makes you dangerous." The judge to- told Rhodes. "The moment you are released, whenever that may be." You will be ready to take up arms against your government. That's a judge. You want to tell me this isn't biased? Holy yeah, dude, crap, that is dude. Way too partisan. Did nobody get the information that there were nine uh, federal agencies involved in this whole debacle? Like uh, this was uh, a staged uh, event and we're sentencing this guy to 18 years in prison? I would love to hear how this. I would love to hear this judge's opinion on the guys who took over the Capitol buildings in Portland or Seattle. Oh, Chaz. Yeah, <laughs> was he okay with those protesters? It, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, how partisan can you be? How crazy is it that uh, this judge will say that you are smart and compel and charismatic? And that makes you dangerous, right? You know what's not dangerous to judges these days in a lot of major cities? You know, actual criminals who are ransacking yeah. <laughs> stores, raping, <laughs> killing, murdering uh, the group oh, of Frank, kids. Oh, Frank, they're just kids who need, just they kids, need after school programs. Kids just hanging out, being rambunctious on a Friday night in Chicago. They're not looting and pulling people out of their cars oh, and beating no. them to death. No, that's not happening. No. Nobody no. wants to talk about the fact that when they, you remember that night of looting not too long ago, a few weeks back. That's right. Yeah, one of the guys they arrested was twenty eight years old. Wow, that's not a fucking. You're not a kid. <clears throat> I'm sorry, dude. You're not even that. You're not even like you're you're young, but you're not young. You're not a youth. You're a fucking adult. What you're I, a man. What I want everybody un- to understand out there is. This guy was there, yes. He, uh, I, I don't agree at all with this extreme sentencing that's going on whatsoever. 18 years. Man. Absolutely is- insane. But uh, the judge, um, so this is the first Jan 6 case where uh, the judge agreed to punish 
uh, the defendant as a terrorist. Wow. Which increases the recommended sentencing, which is why he got the highest that we've ever seen, which is 18 years. Because, oh, wow. Yes. Oh, don't, okay, you know what this is? This is, a fucking, this is just a bullshit headline. They're going to appeal it. This guy's going to do four years. He's tried as a terrorist, man. He's going to do four years. My point being is the language is out there now. Like, if you go into the Associated Press, you can read an article about this guy being sentenced to 18 years, and if you are on the side that believes that Jan 6th was a day that will live in infamy and, you know, it it was life-changing for all of us and we must, you know, charge everybody who was involved, then you'll read that and agree, like, oh, of course he was a terrorist. And that is frightening to me because the people, there are, there's a huge percentage of people, COVID taught, you know, taught us this. There's a big group of them out there that are so susceptible to the language that's being used in these news articles. And how easy is it for someone now to not just be a right wing extremist or a white supremacist, which was the language used everywhere now? No, man. They're terrorists now. We jumped. Yeah, that is scary. We jumped yeah. from extremist to terrorist in five seconds, man. This is Associated Press. They are not even afraid to use that word. And not only uh, the judge used the word. The judge not only used the word, he used it as a way to charge the man for more time in prison. If you don't think that you won't be charged for being a terrorist based on who you vote for in the future... You have another thing coming, my friend. Yeah, that is what's scary. Oh, dude, it's all about the fucking language. See, it, it, it is, I know it's I know it's it's kind of scary to say this, and I know it's kind of like falling for, it, but it's another reason why I think it's better that Donald Trump not be the candidate. It's it's a great it's take. It's I totally agree it's, with it's, you. It's, on a it's lot gonna of ways. be very hard to convince our parents that we are terrorists because we vote for Ron DeSantis. I don't think it'd be hard to convince them anything if we vote for Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I I totally agree. I just, you know, interesting language. Is it my is point. scary. It is scary, very scary. fucking yeah. language. It, very. I've been saying it forever. It's right now the scariest thing that's happening today is what's happening in the courts with these Jan Six political prisoners with the way they're treating Donald Trump. And it's not because it has nothing to do with whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. You should be scared because eventually the tables are going to turn. And now you guys have set all these precedents. Right? Yeah, man. The 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 line has been crossed. The seal's been broken. I recall very vividly during 2020 how I went from or 2021 I went from someone who was vaccine hesitant to being a murderer. Yeah. Overnight. And now all of a sudden, well, if you were at Jan 6th, except for Ray Epps, he was there trying to calm the crowd down and push people back, make sure everyone you know takes it easy, <laughs> and just you know, we're here to just patriotically hang out, uh, you yeah. know, be low key, low key people. It's not like I was saying last night we got to storm the Capitol. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't me. What you got video footage of that? No, I was. I was oh, no, 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 I did say that for thirty six hours up until this point, but now, <laughs> now I'm trying to bring you back. So hold it bring back. back. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were there at Jan six. I'm telling you, for two years during the two 
you know, fantastic seasons of uh, the Jan Sixth Committee, starring Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, <laughs> the beautiful Liz Cheney. Uh, who's the other? Who's the f***ing that was there too? Oh, folks! I thought we were gonna make it. I can't believe oh, it. Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh man, that was awesome. Uh, His name's even gay. I know. It's like... Rankin? No, I can't remember. Wiener? Kinsing, Kinsinger. Kissinger. Kinsinger? No, it's not Kissinger. Kinsinger? It's Kinsinger, yeah, or something, yeah. Kinsinger? They gotta bring back yeah. Wiener. Come on. Yeah, we used to have a Wiener and a Boner. <laughs> That's right, those were the good old days. Uh, <laughs> so now, now the Wieners and the Boners are all on chicks. It's all backwards, folks. <laughs> it's all upside down and backwards. And the reason it's all upside down backwards... The- oh, Go for it, my man. I was gonna say oh, the problem is now the wieners are being tucked. They're being tucked, and uh, as they're being tucked, they need please. Uh, <laughs> I can't even continue. They need <laughs> so stupid. They need someone to target them. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, Target, one of the nation's largest <laughs> retailers, is pulling some products that celebrate Pride Month off store shelves. <laughs> Citing threats to employees, the company says, given these volatile circumstances, we are making adjustments to our plans, including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior. Okay, these are like... Naked people in shirts. People trying the on the tuck removing stuff. LGBTQ brand App Prowlin from their stores and website, whose products featured satanic themes. Target. All- yeah, there's this guy apparently who um, was into satanic imagery, but like cartoonish style. Yeah, I, it, it's weird. I, 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 it's really weird. I lo- and I love the response. Like, whoa, whoa. All right, prude. I didn't know you guys were going to react this way to us having a devil worshiper make <laughs> fucking tranny underwear for your kids. Like, whoa. All right, we're going to take it out. Oh, Jesus. Now, sir, when it comes to your eight-year-old son, is he a large, medium, or small tuck? <laughs> no, no, we got the waist measurement. Uh, talk uh, about for tucking. I'm just going to have to bend down over here and just do a little measurement, please. Don't mind me. <laughs> So disgusting. Are we we talking long shaft big balls? Or... Believe it or not, the shaft's easy to hide. It's the balls that are the tricky part. I see an opportunity here for a tuck tailor. (laughs) See what I'm saying? You get a tuck tailor. You're a private, personal tuck tailor. I'm here just to do the tuck measurements. I don't mess with you the shoulders. Go, you gotta go to my guy. He <laughs> yeah. fucking nobody tucks it away better than my guy. It's almost like it's a, almost like you don't even know. Elastic have for Vietnam, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. I swear to God, he harvests the rubber from the rubber tree himself. It is... The tuck, the tuck tailor, man. Come on, <laughs> where is this guy? Oh, oh, anybody can measure a leg. <laughs> this. This guy can make it disappear. <laughs> you show up with the little measurements, got the millimeters, you know, like uh, <laughs> you got to get really fine with the measurements, man. I get measured in feet. <laughs> what are you, Shaq? Get out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. And when you're talking about tucking, I'm saying you're, you're working with small curvaciers there. You know, you're really kind of, you got to kind of you know, work in tight spaces. 
Uh, I'm looking down at my fat thighs right now. I don't know where you're tucking that. Well, look, uh, this is coming from a guy with no experience. I don't know where they tuck it. I'll be totally honest. Yeah, I, I always have this, like, uh, so if <laughs> if, I gain, if I get too fat, I get that chafing between the legs. Yeah. Do you get that on your dick if you're, chaf- if you're tucking? Like, fat guys can't tuck, right? Well, that's why I imagine you need to get a tuck tailor, and he uh, puts together a little pocket sleeve there mm. right near the taint, and you could just uh, slide the junk oh, into the Oh, my guy does this cotton polymer mix. Oh, <laughs> uh, you gotta go to the Asian fella I got. He does the silk. Oh my god, <laughs> fantastic! He brought the worms from China. <laughs> oh, these are COVID-free. There's got to be a tuck tail. I guarantee. Uh, oh, dude, did I tell you about the fucking coon dog? <laughs> did you say say that one more time? Oh, raccoon dog. Oh, raccoon dog. Oh, yeah. that was racist. That uh, was racist slip. We'll have to. Uh, Hit that in the edit bay, production crew. Thank you. Well, the coon dogs <laughs> live in the south. Tell, uh, lay it on me with the coon dog, my man. Hell yeah. Did I ever tell you the conclusion of the two, the coon dog saga? The raccoon know. dog saga? I'm not too sure, but I'm all ears. Remember how they tried to say it came from the raccoon dog? <laughs> yes, that was a, uh, a theory floating around that COVID-19 originated from the, the raccoon dog. Absolutely. And it all came because these these guys they took these frozen test samples, all right, from from these animals that were at the Wuhan wet lab nice. in 2020. All right, right, man, yeah. And they found, holy shit, the raccoon dogs have COVID. Wow, they must have gave it to the humans. It turns out the strain they have was our strain. By 2020. By, like, February 2020, all the animals in the fucking wet market had COVID because they got it from the humans. So all the humans had COVID. Probably, like it's been said before, it was spreading around the world around November of 2019. Probably more like July, August is when it left the lab. Yeah, that's what they they speculated less. It it leaked the lab around July, August, started hitting the world scene between the fall era. I got made fun of. September, October. Yeah, you're right. September, October. I got made fun of by. I got made fun of by everybody. Emma's dad Mm -hmm. called me patient uh, zero, I believe, for many years uh, because I claimed to have gotten COVID in December of 2019. I swear on it still. You also got bit by the only fucking uh, Megalodon living when we were six years old in the ocean. Yes, and I'm still suffering (laughs) from the pain, both physical and emotional. I swear to God. I'm a victim, people. Punch my card. I got a check for the box. I don't think, dude, I don't think COVID made it to fucking Longmont, Colorado. I got it in it, when I was working in Boulder, Colorado. Boulder is a hotbed for CIA, number one. Number two, it was ski season, and I believe that, and we had tons of tourism going on, and, and in fact, uh, the ski resorts in America were the places where it, it hit the hardest, fastest immediately, according to what? the legend of COVID. Yes, because all the Do tourists... Chinese people ski? Yes, all the international tourists were coming everywhere to come ski in Aspen uh, and okay. California and in Seattle, mm. Washington, and uh, it just it spread, man. You know, maybe the hubs. You got, maybe you got it. I don't know. It'd be a little... I remember crazy. the moment I got it. 
The CIA agent walked in. He had the mask on. Nobody had seen a guy with a mask on ever. I'm telling you the truth. This is a true story. A guy walked into the bar. It was December 2019. Nobody had ever seen a person with a mask on. Everyone at the bar, all the old guys made fun of him. He took it off, ordered food for me. I was very uncomfortable. He sat down. He ordered fish and chips. He ate them, put the mask back on, and walked away. And I was immediately sick three days later. True story, folks. I'm patient zero. <laughs> Maybe. I'm but come on, you. man. That's not how viruses work, dude. You have no idea how you got it. I'm telling you, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I had a petri dish. I took an air sample. You know what's crazy is uh before COVID happened, I I was like a hypochondriac. I, you know me growing up. I just, I always believe I'm dying of something and everything's afflicting me. And like, did, did if someone spit would f- hit me on the lip, right? <laughs> I, I like, uh, would have to go to the bathroom and like wash my face off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm like a, I was a freak like that before. <laughs> and then COVID happened and I, it was game over. I don't need, I don't trust any germs. I'm just like, germ on, baby. Give me that germ. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> I, I don't wash my hands. I don't do anything, man. I went anti-hand washing. I didn't do any of the, uh, the what was it? The sanitizer? I did none of that, dude. Of I'm anti-sanitizer. Yeah, dude, nothing. And, and the longer that bullshit scan, scamdemic went on, dude, I seriously, I went further down the road of like, I'm not using soap anymore. I'm over this, yeah. man. This is all bullshit, dude. They're fucking with us, man. It's a totally deal. And, dude. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you know why you're a hypochondriac? I thought about it the other day. One day I was, I was making fun of you. That's right. <laughs> but it dawned on me, man. You were a little kid. You were complaining about your hand hurting, right? And everybody was like, ah. Especially like when you were hitting the ball with baseball. That's right, man. Right? Oh, yeah. And everybody was like, ah. Everybody was kind of just like telling you to man up. Right? And then they finally take you to the doctor and you had that fucking cyst growing. It was crucial to get that baby out, man. It was crushing my hand. Dude, you ended up doing like massive surgery and all that. And like, I don't know. So that's probably why it was like, I don't know. Now I get it why you have that in you because it's, you know. Yeah, no, I'm always dying. That's uh, basically how I live my life. It saved your your hand, you know, if you weren't persistent. I'm, I'm also thinking uh more so uh sometimes there's some kind of defense mechanism to constantly thinking you are uh, sick or dying but um it's always <laughs> great to have a, a counterbalance in, in your life to tell you like no nah, no you gotta walk it off uh, no, do you know what it is crucial it comes down to the survival of the species you need people that think they're always dying and they need people that think that they're never dying right sometimes the species is you you are dying and sometimes you're really not so Mike, I'm a tinfoil hat conspiracy nutjob theorist. I'm always thinking creatively about the worst outcome. 
And so uh, that's kind of my I nature. Like and that's why, creatively speaking, when it comes to worst outcomes, I'm thinking we're heading down a slippery slope when it comes to tucking our junk and presenting it to the kids over at Target. Welcome to Tangent, folks. We're talking Target. Oh. Naked people in shirts. The retailer removing LGBTQ brand app Prowlin from their stores and website, whose products featured satanic themes. Target also reportedly reviewing its adult collection of tuck-friendly swimsuits that allows trans people <laughs> who have not had fuck, gender-affirming dude? operations to conceal their private parts. Those items have been at the center of misinformation. <laughs> uh, the misinformation here was that kids were being targeted with this stuff. They realized if they can threaten enough people, if they can scare enough people in real-life locations, <laughs> that maybe support for the LGBTQ community will diminish among corporations. Hi. Impressive carrying skills, right? Here comes Dylan Mulvaney. Target. Did they literally say, like, whoa, what made you think this was a target? With a giant <laughs> red target above their shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the store is literally Target. <laughs> Bro, come on. What did we... You what makes you like, think we're targeting? This made me think of two things. Number one, do you remember Old Navy? Is Old Navy still around? What happened to Old Navy? Did that die? Yeah, I, it had to. I haven't heard of an Old Navy. I think it just saying? died with all the malls. Crazy. Okay, and so that was one thing that struck me. I was like, what happened to Old Navy? Because I remember going to Old Navy and like getting swim trunks or you know whatever. I don't know. I just... I'll be totally honest, man. And I've recently gone swim, you know, gear shopping. There wasn't a tuck section. Like, there wasn't like, uh, here's the guys, here's the gals, here's the tuckers. <laughs> Maybe you just weren't looking. I don't know, dude. I don't... This is... No, no, no. No, Mike. You're telling me 10 years ago... You're telling me 20 years ago, you go to the mall Ooh. and you walk into Old Navy, you could uh, go find the uh, swimwear with... Gender tuck oriented. No, no way, dude. There's no way you and I could walk into a fucking clothing store 20 years ago in a mall and be like, I'm looking for your tuck neutral swimwear. Maybe at Spencer's, but only because it was like a joke. Because a gag. <laughs> because, <laughs> because fucking drag was fucking hilarious. Oh, no, so you could do it and make your buddies laugh. You know? Corporation under attack. Last month, after a transgender influencer promoted Bud Light, conservative commentators and some celebrities called for a boycott. Sales slumped nearly 30%. I think there's this really small group who has an outsized voice at this moment in time. This is my favorite part. She's not talking about the BLT sandwich community. <laughs> She's talking about the people opposed to it. Isn't that weird? It's like, are you not looking in a mirror? You're like... You're Are you talking about the 0.01% that's getting sponsored by the by major fucking <laughs> Fortune 500 companies? Boycott. Sales slumped nearly 30%. I think there's this really small group who has an outsized voice. I couldn't agree yeah. more! I couldn't agree more! No, 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 she's, she's not talking about the 0.01%. She's about the 49% that voted for Trump. <laughs> She's talking about the millions of people who said fuck Bud Light, and that's why Bud Light is stacking up at every fucking grocery store you go to. Man. Hold on, though. You know what they're not talking about with the Bud Light saga? Not at all. It's, do, it, they, dude, did you hear about the Boys Town boycott? Yeah, I think so, be, because that's what this is about, too, man. I'm not kidding. 
Target now. Uh, there, no, this is the this is the, the genius. Same thing. No, this is why this thing, is so dude. good. Bud Light only sank like 15-20%, right? But then they tried to reverse it by doing I that know. like all American we're for the manly man commercial, yes. and, right? And then the fucking the f***s over in Boys Town uh. were like, "Oh, <laughs> so you don't like Dylan Mulvaney? What?" So now they're being boycotted by the by the gays on the left yes. and everybody on the right. Yes, that's dude. why they're down 30%. No, it was because the, the, <laughs> the backtracking just made it twice as worse. No, that's what happened with Target here, man. They backtracked by moving the product back in the stores, and now they're being... <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's the point of this fucking story that we've taken 30 minutes to get well, through. Well, Target, <laughs> you should have known that was coming. Who do you think shopping at your stores? It's not the straight man. <laughs> I'm a straight guy. I've been to Target maybe twice this year. <laughs> right? This is, this is my favorite story. Like, at first, I loved the backtrack, the whole Bud Light thing. You're right. The saga uh, was never ending for Bud Light. They could not appease anybody, right? There's no, it's a lose lose. Oh, you same- would have been better shutting up. Just If you would have just shut yes. up for two weeks, you would have been better off. And same with Target here. They should have just done nothing or said nothing. Instead, they removed some items, moved the back. Now now the BLT sandwich community is up in arms with Target because they caved to this, according to this lady, <laughs> this this you know small minority of people. Right? <laughs> Love this. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. That's all we got. That's the clip, essentially. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, man. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Because somebody in at Target, right? Oh yeah. Spends their whole life online. On the social media. And so they went into a meeting and they were like, listen, everybody's trans. All I hear. All I hear about is how they need a fucking swimsuit to tuck their dick. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Let's let's be the company that puts it out there. We're gonna make a ton of money. We're gonna, we're gonna be, you know. <laughs> you know that's what happened, dude. Somebody offered up the idea. Somebody said we need to be the uh, the ones who do the dick tucking. Uh, Wardrobe. I mean, is Calvin Klein releasing dick talking material? Well, here's the problem, right? You're 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 in a meeting. <laughs> there's, there's, there's twenty people, right? It's some some <laughs> with blue hair and dreads or whatever, right? He's telling you that the biggest problem is they need dick talking uh, <laughs> swimsuits. Bikini, we live we live hundreds of years. <laughs> like no dick tucking material. Now no, no, hold on, you got a guy. You got a guy at a meeting who brings up we need dick tucking bikinis, <laughs> right? You as the white man running the meeting, you're not gonna object. Yeah. You're a straight white <laughs> man. Right. You can't say anything, right? <laughs> you're right, dude. So, so he's, he's you're gonna turn to the, the the lady next to you. I don't know. Uh, you know, I just don't really know this category. Uh, Sarah, what do you... What do you I'm going to abstain. Think? Yeah, like, I'm, yeah, out. Yeah. I'm out. You think Sarah's going to put her job on the line? She's not going to say anything, right? It's going to go around the whole goddamn table until you get right back to the same f- who brought it up. And he's going to be like, yeah, see, let's do it. Like, how did this even get into the store is my whole thing. How did we even get to the point where you guys... 
Well, it, you know? again, it's the slope, it's the slipperiness, and it's the fact that out of nowhere, seemingly, for many of us, we're like, whoa, wait, wait, you're reading books to kids? When did that happen? Like, <laughs> why is that going on? And then now it's, uh, no, you understand, we need to sell your kids swimsuits that they could tuck your dick into. Imagine your daughter brings you a bikini, and she's like, no, Dad, it's great, it's got a pocket right here. Oh, good call. Yeah, you know, this is just opening the door for chicks to smuggle drugs into festivals, actually. So I'm actually, all for I kind of like this. Yeah, I like. I might yeah. buy one for myself. Can we get a bladder that fits that pocket instead <laughs> of a dick? Right. If I have a real woman that just wants to smuggle vodka, that's right. I'd like to be able to sneak a uh, twelve pack of uh, Miller Lite right by my snatch, please. Is that possible? <laughs> get like the extra wide. Can I get the Lizzo, please? Do you have a Lizzo size? <laughs> You could do a whole case, 24-pack. <laughs> Ma'am, is that your ass? Or are you sneaking in a couple 12-packs uh, there? All right. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> That's actually genius, dude. You know, so now after the, all this backlash like wears off, yeah. we should buy all that. We should buy all those swimsuits That's at right. a discounted price. Oh, yeah. And then we should brand them oh, as beer brand. smuggling bikinis. Yeah. That's what they're going to be used for. Like, again, Republicans, pick your battles here, man. Like, you guys seem like you're you're just going down the wrong alley. You're you're taking the bait every time. That's what it feels like. And uh, you had a chance for a few years there uh, to maybe win some people over in the middle. You know, this is this is this is the if you really want to make a difference, go research who George Soros is invested in. And boycott those companies. Yeah, right on, man. Hit him where it hurts. That will affect the Democratic Party more than anything you can do as far as Target, Bud Light versus Miller Light. No, like, I, you don't think Miller funny. Light donates to Democrats? I mean, come on. I'm just even wasting energy to be outraged at that kind of stuff. Uh, to be totally honest, isn't that what we've been I mean, making I mean, fun Miller of people Light, on the left for? It's in the name Milwaukee. Go 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 to Milwaukee and tell me what their fucking rules on trannies and gays are. You know what I mean? That's a fucking that's just as bad as Chicago. I mean, have you that's been Chicago. to Milwaukee? That's... Milwaukee's a rough city. <laughs> Chicago's high life, fucking uh, Milwaukee's Miller Lite. That's you know right. What I'm saying? Yeah, man, absolutely. <clears throat> that's the way it is in those uh, parts of the country. And in, in reality, man, like I, I just again, I think it's just wasted energy. Uh, you know, you'd be better off not focusing on the cancel culture, which is essentially what the Republicans are now doing. They're partaking in the same cancel culture they accuse the left of being obsessed with. Canceling Target. Canceling yeah. Bud Light. You're doing the same bullshit, and it's nauseating. Maybe we could focus our energy on like holding politicians accountable for, I don't know, being on Epstein Island, going on the Lolita Express. <laughs> Can we just find out where our money in Ukraine is going? Yes. Can we find out who's lying in their Please. pockets? Can we stop bleeding ourselves financially and sending money there? Like, can we? How about we start identifying who the fucking corrupt people are and getting them out? Draining the swamp. What happened to draining the swamp, man? No, we're not interested in that. We're far more interested in uh, boycotting Target because uh, they have these uh, tuck underwears now. And, uh, yes. you know, for me... Funny story, you and I, we live and thrive for these hilarious stories. We're, we're there for it, but 
when it comes to uh, people on the higher levels in our society uh, who are, you know, have bigger followings and are uh, sending out a message, uh, it'd be more preferred, I think, from us little fish down here in this pond, you know, if, you, if they'd focus in on the bigger issues and the things that are really affecting us, you know, the World Economic Forum. The Soros Connection, great call, Mike. And uh, more than anything else, uh, whatever it is Hunter Biden has on the next laptop that gets discovered in a random uh, computer repair shop. (laughs) Because you know there's another laptop, right? There's got to be another one, man. Maybe in this one he fucked Nancy's son. Oh! (laughs) No, you know it's Paul Pelosi. It's him. You You know what the twist was? He was 17. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say the name on the credit card says uh, DePappy. <laughs> and there's the receipt for the hammer on the table. <laughs> Home Depot, what the? <laughs> it's all connected, folks.